Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and this is a very, very special edition of the podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by two of our patrons, two of our most valued listeners, uh, two people that have supported this show so, so much, and I'm so grateful and I'm delighted to have them both on the panel with me tonight. It's uh, Graham and Matt. How are you doing, guys? Graham, first of all, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks very much, Harry. It's a, a privilege uh, to be on. I was your first phone-in um, uh, pundit, if you like, when you started the phone-in, and I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Well, delighted to have you, Graham, and we thank you for your continued support. Matt, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks again. Thanks for inviting me. No problem at all. As I said, the pleasure is all ours, guys. Myself, Graham and Matt, we're going to be talking all things Arsenal for the next 45 minutes or so. And if you want to jump on and have your say as well, you can do so by DMing us at Chronicles underscore AFC. And we will ping you back a link from which you can jump on and join us for a few moments and have your say on any of the topics that we're discussing. Let's kick off uh, by talking about some of the transfer news that seems to be doing the rounds today. Um, we're not going to talk about the players we might be signing and we're not going to get bogged down by links that have been made up by somebody sitting in their bedroom in a corner of the planet somewhere. Let's talk about the players that we do have. And I'm going to start with you, Graham. We've heard today from David Ornstein um, that Arsenal are looking at taking offers for Mustafi, for Rob Holding and for Socrates. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the centre-back situation and it's been a bit of a concern because a lot of us are sitting there thinking numbers-wise, we've got too many. But what are you making of, of, of the stories that are coming out today? Do you think that it's the right thing to move all of those players on and just start fresh? Yeah, uh, I, I think there's a, a number of players you could move on, but we don't want to leave ourselves too short, do we, by getting rid of uh, some squad centre-halves. Um, I've I read Socrates is, is due to go and Arteta clearly doesn't fancy him. Uh, Mustafi, uh, I think he needs to go uh, because he's got a chequered uh, past, hasn't he? And he's always likely to make a mistake. And Rob Holding doesn't look up to much either, does he? So um, I, I think it'd be a good idea to move some of these guys on, but uh, I wouldn't be moving all three on. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Moving them all on, particularly if... We haven't got the replacements in the door yet. We know that William Saliba's coming in. Um, there hasn't been a return date given in regards to Callum Chambers yet, who's another one. Um, Matt, Graham touched on Rob Holding there. For me, Rob Holding has disappointed. I think he's never looked the same since he picked up that serious injury. Uh, throughout his recovery, he's looked a little bit uh, slow and, and physically just not quite up to it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually concerned at the fact that Mustafi is missing for the FA Cup final. Do you have faith in Holding to come in and do a job? No. Holding is one of these players that I'm I'm always rooting for. I'm rooting for Holding every season. And then he, he, he lets me down in some way, whether it's bad performance, gets injured. But my my so yeah, I'm concerned about, you know, Mustafi not having Mustafi. 
But going forward to next season, because we've got Pablo Marie out, long-term injury, Callum Chambers um, and Mustafi, all long-term injuries. I mean, I think they said Mustafi's back in October, November time. And so we've got Saliba coming, which, you know, a really, really good talent, looks like it, but unproven. And it's a hope what would be ideal is if we didn't have to drop him in first game of the season and just say, off you pop, perform. But it looks like we're going to have to because we've got no defenders. And I'm, I'm really concerned about, about holding going forward. He's not the solution. He's not the long-term solution. I'm, I'm obviously concerned about holding playing at Chelsea at the weekend. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Graham, we talk about sort of Saliba coming in and, and we talk about having to throw these players in at the deep end. I'm not convinced, though, that Mikel Arteta, where, where he plays with a back three and he's playing with three centre-halves, I'm not convinced that is his long-term ambition. I think he's just doing it at the moment to try and make us that little bit more competitive. So do you expect to see him carry this sort of system that he's been playing into next season? Or do you think it is just a short-term thing as well? Oh, Harry, it's a, it's a mystery to me. Um, I'm afraid I, I don't know what he's going to do next. Um uh, one minute's a five, next minute is a four. And that's a bit of the touch of the Emery's to me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I could quite have the, the five away from home and make four at home. You know, I, I thought we looked good against Watford going forward and disastrous going back. But um, I, I don't know what he's going to do next, Harry. Uh, and th- that's one of the concerns I have about Arteta. I can't, I can't read him. I just still have no real idea about what his plans are. Uh, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with the five at the back as long as we're making it three at the back uh, and moving forward. But um, I don't know what he's going to do. Give me four at the back would be my choice, but not with Louise and Holding. <laughs> yeah, I, I think his longer term ambition probably is to go back to the to the four at the back. I, I do think that he's just trying to fill some holes at the moment and he's trying to make us as competitive as we possibly can be. Um, Matt, just before I come to our first caller, don't forget, guys, if you want to have your say on tonight's show, all you need to do is DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC and we will ping you back a link and then we'll get you on one by one to talk um, all things Arsenal with us. So just before I come to our first caller, Matt, uh, Graham said it's a bit of a concern with Mikel Arteta, the fact that he can't read him, that he can't understand him and what, what he's necessarily trying to do all the time. Do you feel that way as well? How do you feel about his tenure so far? No, I think it's it's a necessity. I think that Arteta's choosing the formations based on the personnel that we have. I think going forward, I think it would be a 4-3-3 that Arteta, I think that would be his preferred formation. I think that we just, you know, David Luiz can't play in a four. He, he, he just can't. And so... I think it's just it's necessity. We have if we're playing with Louise in in the back, it has to be a three. Otherwise, he is just calamitous. So I think going forward, it will be four three three. But I think right now it's just I think Arteta's thinking just get through to the end of the season. We've got one game left against Chelsea. Let's just get that done, and then we can look forwards. Brilliant stuff. Let's bring in our first caller of the evening. Uh, a massive hello to you, Pat. How are you doing, mate? Thank you for joining good. us. Good, Harry. How are you? How's, it, how's everyone doing? All good oh, here, mate. mate. All good That's here. Good. We're all uh, 
First of all, how are you feeling about the cup final, Pat? It's a big, big game and it's a game that offers us an opportunity to somehow turn what's been a fucking disastrous season into <laughs> yeah. a semi-decent one. What's your t- yeah. how you how are you feeling going into it? I'm actually more nervous now than I was for the semi-final of the Man City game. Uh, I'm actually a bit more nervous. Um, but I think there's there's some scores to settle from last the Baku game. There's some old scores settle with some players. Um that need to be, you know, we're lucky we've had this opportunity that they can ch- change it so quickly. So uh, I, I think, you know, there's, there's that's an incentive in itself. I mean, our tension have to do a team talk. You know, it should be like, you know, look what happened last year. Yeah, absolutely. What have you made of Arteta's tenure so far, Pat? Because um, I think we can all agree that, you know, we, we want to be encouraged by it. We want to, and I, I'm a massive Arteta supporter. You guys will know that from, from watching the podcast. I really do believe in the guy. But it is fair to say that the results have stuttered, haven't they? They've been a little bit up and down. The trajectory's not quite been as as straight as we'd have hoped. It's kind of a little bit up yeah. and down. What what have you made of him so far? Yeah, um, I suppose if, if I'd grade him to how he's been now, I'd give him probably um, a B if I'm being honest. Um, there's been some great moments. We've seen the City and Liverpool game, um, but there's been other ones. Um, Brighton, for example, um, to name a few. Um, it's just his decisions, I haven't been, you know, he hasn't been the right decision, if, if I've been honest. But he's learned himself. He's learned on the job. He said so himself. And there's been things behind the scenes that he hasn't been able to, um, it's beyond, beyond his control. Uh, and we only know uh, what's going to happen um, probably from next week onwards, um, what's going to happen. It's a good turnaround. Um, but I think, to be honest, um, I wasn't expecting more than we've done. It's a bonus that we've um, got to a cup final, if I've been honest. Um, the league, it was, when he took over, it was kind of, it, it, it was, you know, it was, we're fighting for seventh to tenth, if I was being honest. So he's yeah. been done. It's done average, nothing spectacular, just average at the moment. But it could be great um, in a week's time. It could be you know, a whole lot different. Absolutely. Matt, what, what have, how are you feeling going into the cup final? Is there a confidence there? Is there a nervousness there? Are you kind of like, well, this season's been so bad that whatever happens... You know, it's, it's both and it, it, it fluctuates. Sometimes it's, it's confidence because sometimes I think, you know, Arteta, he's just going to, he's going to tell them, remember, look at what happened last year. Baku, this is our time. This is our time. And then I think, actually, well, we're not gonna. We're not gonna do it. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm. 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 I'm stupidly, stupidly hopeful. I'm stupidly hopeful. I think that we can, but I think we need to play as good. We need to play our absolute best to beat them. And I think I worry that they would not need to be an eight out of ten to beat us. That's yeah. that, that's my concern. Everyone needs to do their job. Yeah, I understood. Graham, how are you feeling going into the FA Cup final? What's your sort of gut telling you about how this one's going to go? Yeah, sorry, Harry, the, the sound's coming and going on on, um, on mine. So uh, I, I just heard you ask me, I think, about how am I feeling going into the Cup final? That's right. That's right. Yep. And, and you guys have all frozen on my screen. Um, yeah, 
uh, anyway, if you, uh, maybe you can hear me, maybe not. But yeah, we can. Uh, we can hear you. I can see you moving yeah. from side to side. Um, I, I'm not confident at all. Okay, I'm not confident at all. Um, but look, anything can happen in a in a one-off game. And, and for me, I, I think if we set up tight and set up defensively, and don't give Giroud space um, to, to to flick that ball on, I think we've got a chance of sneaking one at any time. So uh, I, I was uh, probably forty sixty against us on, on Saturday, but but why not? You know why not? Exactly. Don't say that, Graham. I was looking at you. I wanted I wanted you to fill me with hope. I'll fill you with hope, mate, because I really do think that Arsenal have a great chance of winning this FA Cup. I feel like I'll probably live to regret what I'm about to say, but I feel like tactically that Mikel Arteta is ahead of Frank Lampard. Um, I feel like Frank Lampard's team have finished so far ahead of Arsenal in the league because they've got a far better group of players as opposed to it being Frank Lampard. I think they've shown vulnerabilities throughout the season as well. And they've shown defensively that they're not up to scratch. I feel like uh, Frank Lampard is going to come under a hell of a lot of pressure next season. Now the transfer ban has gone and Chelsea have been able to spend money again. And it feels like Roman Abramovich cares about Chelsea again. It feels like he's decided he wants to start playing fantasy football again. And that comes with pressure for the manager, doesn't it? Because if he's putting his money on the table and he's going and getting the likes of Ziyech or Werner, and we're hearing that Kai Havertz is uh, closing in on a move to Chelsea as well, another big money signing, then that is going to be uh, something that really ups the heat on Frank Lampard. Pat, just before I let you go and I'll bring our next caller in, thank you so much for joining us. Give us your prediction um, for for this one on Saturday. Give us a score. Um, I, I'm I'm actually quite confident. I think we'll win 2-0 um, in 90 minutes. I think we will. I think um, he'll get him fired up. Um, the last two league games, I haven't really worried, I haven't really worried about them. They're just, they're just there. Um, I, I think he's got them ready, fired up. Um, I can see a similar sort of team to the Man City game. I, I can see Melton Nile starting. Um, it could be quite similar. Um, but I think I think we'll, we'll do it. I really do. Um, I think we'll beat them 2-0. Great stuff. Pat, how can people give you a follow on social media as well and make sure they keep up to date with your thoughts on the Arsenal? Um, you can find me on Twitter on Pat Tudahan. You can find me there. Um, uh, I... I I'm on Facebook as well, but you can find me there on Twitter. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you guys Great. give Pat a follow. Pat, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate Pleasure. your time. Thanks. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, lads. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. That was uh, Pat, one of our listeners. Thank you so much. We've just lost Graham. I think there's some issues with the signal there, but that's fine. We'll, we'll plod along. We're going to bring another caller in in just a moment. Niall, we'll be with you in just a second, mate. Thank you for waiting uh, so patiently. Let's uh, go to some of the listener comments uh, because we've got lots of them coming through live at the moment. Graham's back with us. There, there we are. Um, Kartik says, in regards to the FA Cup, there he is. <laughs> Kartik says in regards to the FA Cup final, if Arteta does this, I'll build more faith in him. Um, going back to the Mustafi point, Jack the Ripper says, am I the only one who wants to keep Mustafi? I mean, I'm not going to cry over him going, but I think he's still a decent squad player. Um, I think we pretty, I guess, you know, he has got history, but he has improved under Mikel Arteta. There's no denying that. Yeah, um, yeah so, so would I. And, 
the thing is, but the, th- the question is here, Matt, and I'm going to bring Niall in and I'm going to fire this question to Niall straight away. Sorry, mate, throwing you in at the deep end. How you doing? Welcome. <laughs> yeah, the, good, thanks. The question I'm going to throw your way is, if we're going to keep Mustafi, his contract expires at the end of next season. So does that mean that we have to give him a new deal, in your opinion? It's, it's a really tricky one. And uh, I, I think Mustafi... Uh, I think he has more of a role to play uh, than some of the other centre-back options. Uh, if, it, if it was up to me, I think I'd be showing the door to Socrates uh, and possibly even to Rob Holding before I'd be showing it to Mustafi. I think Arteta has got the best out of Mustafi. Uh, do I think he's the long-term solution? Absolutely not. Um, but I think in order to protect his value in the long run, we may be, uh, we may be better placed by offering him uh, a short-term contract on reduced terms, uh, something that is financially suitable uh, and stable for the club. Uh, but yeah, I think we have more more pressing areas to address right throughout the team. Uh, I think, you know, Arteta said in the, in the previous press conference that he does want to bring one extra body in at the back. Uh, and I think that that's uh, very, very important because William Saliba... Uh, very, very young, new to the league, uh, and I don't think we can put too much pressure on him. I don't think we can throw him in uh, right from the start and expect him to be a leading figure in that team. Uh, I think that has to be, uh, you know, a, a transition process, uh, and I think he would benefit from having a little bit more experience alongside him, uh, particularly if we do revert to a back four where we just have the, the two centre backs. Um, so with Mustafi, uh, I'll be happy to have him at the club next season, uh, but we've got to be looking at the long term and got to be looking at getting replacements in as quickly as we possibly can. Yeah, I agree, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Matt, let's come to you on this because we're talking about Mustafi. We're talking about, we, we all agree that we'd keep him and we'd keep him around the squad as a squad player. Um, he's shown that he's more than capable under uh, under sort of Mikel Arteta's leadership of late. But as I said, the contract is due to expire and Raul and Vinay and Edu and all of those guys have been very clear on the fact that if you enter your last year, you either sign or you go. So what what do we do here? Because we're in a bit of a predicament when it comes to Shkod Ramastafi, if indeed we do think that he still has something to offer yeah. this team. I think, I think we have to, I think we have to give him another contract. Because I think that would tell him that Arteta and the board see his improvement and we have faith in him. Because if we want him to keep the same level, the same level that Arteta's brought out of him, we need to show him. We can't just say, okay, yeah, we want you to stay, but we're not going to renew your contract. And then his contract runs out end of next season and we leave for free. Because, you know, we bought him for 35 million. So if we want to get anything back from him, and he's not... He's not the oldest. What's 27, 28? I think so, he's a little bit, I think he's around 29. I'll double check that okay. while you're making your point. Go ahead. Yeah. So if we want to get something back from him, we need to, we're going to have to renew his, his contract to give him, whether it's an extra, I don't know if we can give him an extra year, give him an extra two years. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? To have any sell-on value, he needs to have a contract. He's 28 at the moment. Graham, um, I know you might have missed some of that. We're just talking about Shkod Ram Mustafi and we're talking about the fact that his contract is due to expire next June. So if we think that he is someone that can still offer something to this team and be a squad player and be useful, does that mean we have to offer him a new contract? 
Yeah, sorry, Harry, I'm not hearing you, mate. No worries, Graham. I'll come back to you in just a moment. Hold on a second. Uh, we'll come back to Graham in just a second here. He's not hearing the... Uh... Graham was just taking his time. That's <laughs> what I thought. We knew that you're not. Tough, tough call. <laughs> Graham, we'll, we'll come back to you in a moment, mate. Just try coming out of the stream and coming back in again if you have any issues. Um, give us a thumbs up if you can hear us. Take that as a note. It's an old We'll we'll keep ploughing through. Uh, let's go back to some of the live comments that we've got coming through. Um, lots and lots of comments. I'm struggling to keep up with them at the moment. Uh, da -da -da, what have we got here? Uh, Barry agrees with us. He says, never thought I'd say this, but I would keep Mustafi. Um, what else have we got? Um, just uh, scrolling through. Uh, much love from Kenya. Big hello to Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. From uh, It just shows how many people are, are tuning in from all over the world. It's incredible. Thank you guys so much. And as I've said previously, if you want to have your say on anything Arsenal, send us a DM on Twitter to Chronicles underscore AFC right now and we'll ping you a link back and you can come and join us live. Um, what else have we got here? Um, there's a few comments about you know, the uh, the final, Kartik says the final will be difficult to watch. Omar says Baku 2.0 impending. Um, what's with the negativity towards the FA Cup final? I mean, Niall, I'm going to come to you. We, we played Chelsea twice under Mikel Arteta. The first one at the Emirates Stadium, in my opinion, we were undone by two things. The fact that physically we weren't able to maintain the level that Mikel Arteta's system demanded. And secondly, we were undone by a silly burn Leno error, um, which allowed them into the game. And we ended up losing as a result of that. The second time at Stamford Bridge, we, against all odds, down to 10 men, conceded a penalty. And I thought we put in a really spirited performance. And I thought Mikel Arteta on both occasions outdid Frank Lampard tactically. So I'm not sure why there's a lot of comments coming through. Um, people saying that Lampard is way ahead of of um of Arteta in terms of his management I don't think that's the case and therefore I don't think we should be so downbeat ahead of this one yeah I think uh, I think Baku has left a little bit of a, a mental scar on a lot of our uh, supporters and particularly when it came right at the end of the season as well we're now at the end of the season we're not happy with how our Premier League has obviously uh worked out we don't want to be eighth on the table that's not where our club deserves to be it's not where we're used to being uh and I think I think I think when we think of Chelsea uh, as supporters, I think a lot of people are still referencing the Baku game, maybe more so than the two Premiership games, in which I felt we very much held our own. Um, and even the, that, that first one at the Emirates, if uh, if Jorginho had got his second yellow card, and I believe he certainly exactly. deserved a uh, pullback, uh, he would never have been on the pitch to, to capitalise on Bernd Leno's error. Uh, but for long stages at uh, Stamford Bridge, uh, despite the fact we were down to 10 men quite early in the game, I thought we were uh, very, very good. Really, really spirited performance. Um, and I think, I, I really agree with you, Harry. I, I think Arteta could have Frank Lampard's number from a, from a tactics point of view. The only place I maybe really worry is that Chelsea get a little bit too much control in the centre of the park with Jorginho pulling the strings, with Kovacic being quite energetic. And then, you know, as a result, Chelsea are able to feed off uh, Giroud up front. 
I think it's a massive game for Granit Xhaka. I think it's a massive game for Danny Ceballos. And I think we need to more than hold our own uh, in the midfield. Uh, because, you know, playing the two in there with the way we're set up, sometimes we can look a little bit light on numbers in there. Um, but if we are able to get parity in the, in the centre of the park, and we are able to get uh, particularly Pepe on the front foot, uh, I don't think their defence is all that either. <laughs> and I think they can be got at. Um, and it's not that long ago they went to Anfield and conceded five. You know, you know look at their uh, goals conceded this season. They have been quite porous at the back. Um, and, you know, opportunities will present themselves. Uh, and we've got a guy called Aubameyang in our team. Uh, you know, no better goal scorer in the league for me. So... I still give us every chance, um, and you know, from a, from a kind of a tactical point of view, uh, I believe in Arteta. I love the way he set the team up uh, against Man City. You know, he has a clear plan, clear identity, um, and I think it will need slightly different tactics to counteract Chelsea because I think they bring different attacking threats. Uh, but I believe that Arteta has a full week now in the lead up to this game, and I think he'll have the guys prepped and ready to go and if, if we can execute and if we can be solid particularly early on uh, I think we can we can nick it yeah I absolutely agree with you and I think Matt this this comment just sums it up perfectly for me um, from the transfer exchange show go over and check that out as well it's a really really good YouTube channel so please do check out the guys over at the transfer exchange um, he says Baku has nothing to do with the cup final it is a one-off game and I, I think that's absolutely right because the mentality at Arsenal is different. The manager is different. So many things have changed for the better since Baku, in my opinion. Yes, of course, we know that individually we still have the, the capability of having uh, brain fart moments and, and making mistakes that cost us. We know that those mistakes are in there. That's down to the individuals. We know that a lot of them simply aren't good enough and aren't up to it in terms of representing this great football club in the longer term. But we have to put Baku behind us, don't we? And as a, a colleague of mine on the same old Arsenal was saying last night, Matt, this is the perfect opportunity to put that demon to bed. Some players never get a chance in their career to put something right like Baku. We've got that chance now. We've got to take it. Yeah, it was only a year ago. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it's it, it's going to take everything. It's going to take everything that we have to pull out a really, really, really good performance. Uh, and yeah, we do. Some of the players do have faults and limitations, but this is a massive opportunity. It, it's it's just it's strange that because I was speaking to some Arsenal fans earlier, and and they were saying, you know what, just right off the season, it's had, we've had a terrible season, and even if we win the FA Cup, that will take it from a terrible season to a okay season. I completely disagree. I think it will take it from a terrible season to a good season. If we if we can win some silverware at the end of the season where with our worst worst team in I don't know twenty years, this will be a, a really, really good season and a season where we can actually push forward. Absolutely. We'll, we we would take it, wouldn't we? We're all um, you know, we're all struggling to you know, get to grips with what's happened this season. There's been lots of disruptions, lots of problems behind the scenes. We're going to do a good, solid season review uh, in a few days' time. We're going to get the cup final out of the way because that has a massive impact on on how the outlook of, of the 
2019-2020 campaign will go for us. So I didn't want to do the review fully before that because I don't think that would be right. Um, yeah. Let's go over to some of the comments again. Sebi16, how can I get into your show, mate? As you can see, scrolling across the bottom of the screen, all you need to do is DM us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC. We will ping you a link and you click into that link and you can come and join us and have your say on all things Arsenal. Niall, are you okay for time? You good to stay with us a bit longer? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll stuff. see you, Yeah, no problems. Brilliant stuff. Let's keep going. Let's keep going through the comments. And there's some questions in here too, which I'm going to throw to you guys as soon as I find them, as soon as I dig them out. Um, let's have a look. Probably a good time while I'm looking to remind you guys of how you can become patrons of the Chronicles of Aguna. All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. We'll put the description in after the show and you'll be able to sign up. There's two tiers and you'll get access to exclusive content as well as have the opportunity to join us on these podcasts. Uh, here it is, Matthew D'Souza. Uh, he says, I'm still a fan of Bellerin. I feel he needs time after a severe injury. Judgment should come at the end of next season. What say you? I'm going to start on this one and then I'm going to come to you guys. Hector Bellerin. Um, He's somebody that there's always been question marks around his defensive capability, in my opinion. From the day he broke into the Arsenal side, he always showed incredible bravery, confidence, um, the ability to get forward. Not necessarily always the best user of the ball in the final third is, is Hector Bellerin, but he always had that willingness. The pace was there as well. And he became a real, real weapon for Arsenal. And in particular, under Unai Emery, where the wing-backs or well, full-backs was so, so important in the way we attacked, I thought that, you know, he was starting to, to find himself. And then, of course, that injury came along and it really knocked him for six. And since then, he's never been the same, in my opinion. But I think we're starting to see a little bit of a different Hector Bellerin under Mikel Arteta. We're seeing a more tactically mature Hector Bellerin. Um, maybe he's lost that yard of pace. Maybe he doesn't get as forward as often as, as he'd like. But I think we're seeing him get caught out a lot less. I think we're seeing him come into the inverted position a lot more, which is clearly something Mikel Arteta wants his players to do. So there are positives to take from what we've seen of Hector Bellerin under Mikel Arteta. Niall What's your take on, on Bellerin? Are you still willing to be a little bit more patient and give him a bit more time? Uh, funny enough, I was talking to, uh, talking to a good mate about this one this morning. Um, I think there's two, two really important things with Hector Bellerin. Firstly, uh, what role does Mikel Arteta see Ainsley, Maitland, Niles having? Because if it is that right wing-back slot, I think Ainsley can really nail that down. I think he's a fantastic athlete. I think his attitude has hugely improved. Uh, and Mikel Arteta has said that himself and I think if he wants to really carve out a career for himself at Arsenal that's the spot he should be going for uh, I think he might have to shelve his plans for, for central midfield uh, and try and nail down either a right wing back slot or a, a right back slot also we've just brought in Cedric on a, a long term contract so are you going to be able to keep those those three right backs happy. Yes, we'll play. You know, particularly if we qualify for the Europa League, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have a lot of fixtures. But I think I think Bellerin. I'm a little bit torn about it. Uh, I, I admire the way he's come back from a long term injury. He's overcome uh, lots of adversity. I, I think he certainly has improved. I would agree with you on that one. Um, but I think. If you look at the other areas of the team, we have to be remain mindful that we are going through a rebuilding process. And 
if a club from Europe came in and put the right money on the table, I would still say he's very he's a very sellable asset because he is, uh, you know, he, he, he's not by any means old. He's still only, what, 25, 26, I'd imagine. Um, so I think if the right money was on the table, I would see him more as a sellable asset rather than somebody that I would be nailing down as a, a starting 11 player for, for next season. Interesting. Matt, what about yourself? If an offer was to come across the table for Hector Bellerin, a substantial amount of money that you feel we could use as part of the rebuild, would you would you take it? Or is he someone for you that needs to be kept and needs to be part of the future? No, I, I no, I completely agree with now. I, I see Bellerin as a sellable, sellable asset. I think I kind of see him as the same as like a, a, a Callum Chambers, not in quality sense, but in just the I'm I'm always hoping that he has a full quality season. I can't remember the last time he had a full injury uh, injury free season, and and so I, I just don't think we can rely on Bellerin to be our first choice right back. And I think that Ainsley Mate Niles has 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 carved out a really really good opportunity to be the right back, and I think it could be between him and Cedric to be. The first, first and second choice right back. I think that his time. I think Bellerin's time is is done. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I'm like, I'm in the middle because I feel like he he does still have something to offer. He brings so much to the club in terms of his personality and character off the pitch. He's a massive. Um, he's become a real ambassador for Arsenal Football Club in all the causes that he supports. And yeah. I think, but, but I, I agree, I agree with that. But I think there are too many. I think, I think we've become this, this club of, you know, the, the wanting players to do their best and not, we need to be more ruthless on the pitch and off that. We need to be more ruthless. There are a number of, of players that are just, they're just not good enough. And I, we don't have, the time we don't have the resources to wait for these players to whether it's one season or two seasons from now to oh actually now they're that at the quality that that we need if they're not we need to get rid of them while while we can while they're sellable assets yeah no you're right i just I, like i said i'm torn on hector bellerin because i look at him and i feel like he offers so much off the field. If only he could match that on the field. And at times I look at him and I think, yeah, you you do have it. You do have that ability. You are capable of producing for us. You are capable of being a leader. Yes, you're not one of the oldest, but you're one of the people that's been here from the very beginning. And you understand this football club. And he is, you know, I know he was born in, in, in Spain, etc. But he is a North London boy as well now. Um, and he understands what this club, I'm not saying that you have to be a North Londoner to understand what Arsenal is. It's a global football club. Um, but he has that understanding in the sense of he's around fans every single day. He'll come across Tottenham fans every single day, which, you know, is especially in the lead up to a derby, which I think adds to the fuel of it all. Um, so I think there is still something from Hector Bellerin to, that we can yeah. see. But I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying all of this now, but I would rather have Bellerin start against Chelsea than Maitland-Niles because I think Bellerin wants it more. Bellerin's been there. And Bellerin knows what this will mean to the club. So I would want that. I'd want that passion 
from Bellerin more than I wouldn't want uh, Maitland-Niles to be to start. Yeah, I think the I think the other thing, Harry, is you know uh, the, the left back slot. We had Nacho Monreal for for quite a number of years, very steady Eddie, kind of seven or seven or eight out of ten most weeks. Uh, but with Hector, I feel it could be two eight out of ten performances followed by a five out of ten performance. And I mean, if any. If any characteristic is labelled at Arsenal in recent times, it is inconsistent. And it is because, uh, I'm not saying it's all Hector Bellerin's fault, of course it's not, but I do think he is uh, one, one of those players that, that can have peaks and troughs within a season and you are not, not can't fully rely on him ever uh, when, when he's on the team sheet. And I think, you know, we have our left-back slot sorted, I think, for the next five to six years. Kieran Tierney is a fantastic player. Yes, he had the injury at the start of the season, but post-lockdown, I think he's been absolutely superb. And I'm looking for the right-back equivalent of a Kieran Tierney, I think. Somebody who also gets it, but he is more consistent and can deliver you more week in, week out. I huge, I'm the same as you. I hugely admire Hector. I think he's a fantastic character. I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times. He's a smashing guy. But... Uh, I agree with Matt. I think yeah, it's a it's a ruthless business, uh, and I think moving forward, uh, we're under a new management. We're building a new project, and I want to see somebody come in there that that's going to be that rock week in week out. Brilliant stuff. Let's go over to some of the live comments. I'm getting hammered in the comments at the moment. Here we go. Uh, Omar says sentiment has killed this club. We have been sentimental for too long. Uh, AM says, "Are you serious, Harry? Bellerin is more interested." in his cheesy fashion line. Uh, are you spelling his name like that on purpose? Just let me know uh, in the <laughs> comments. Um, what else have we got? Uh, da -da -da. I saw a couple of other bits about Bellerin. Here we go. Um, Big Gunner D says, I'd take 15 mil for Bellerin. Uh, Marble Horse TV says, Bellerin has a season to improve, in my opinion, or he needs to go. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I guess... Most people feel like he, he should be going. Um, we're coming towards the end. For, uh, I'd be hoping for more than 15 million, Harry, if I'm honest. Yeah, uh, I think 15 million. <laughs> no, when I was when I was talking about him being a sellable asset, I was thinking about double that potentially. Yeah, uh, I think 15 million is an insult to his ability, to be honest, uh, particularly a player who still has many years left in his career. So, um, when I say a sellable asset. You know the, the money's got to be right for the club, uh, so that we can reinvest it and make us, a, you know, a stronger unit overall. Uh, Fifteen million wasn't in my mind. I have to say, <laughs> Nimsy Lot says Barbie doll Bellerin needs to go. He's shit. I've seen him called a lot of things, but not that yet. Um, Carol says hi, Harry. He's had opportunities in the past to go to top clubs, including Barcelona, but has stayed. Fans don't like him because he's interested in fashion. He's 25. Aubameyang is mad on cars. I agree with that about the, the point that who gives a shit if he likes fashion? I mean, that's, that's a side hobby that he has. We've all got jobs and we've all got other things we enjoy doing. And why should that be a stick to beat the player with that's that's yeah, kind of people just use that to to attack to attack him yeah. with he's when he as an arsenal when he puts in those six out of ten performances that that's all 
Yeah, it just it just feels a little bit petty, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Into Yanan says Bellerin is terrible. Be lucky to get fifteen million pounds for him. So, yeah, so it, the fifteen million pound figures being quoted quite a bit at the moment. I don't know where that is from. Um, please do let us know. Joseph Perryman says thirty million plus for Bellerin. So he's more thinking along uh, Niall's lines for sure. Right, we're coming towards the end of the show. So I'm going to throw a word out there that always sparks controversy. And I want to get both of you guys' thoughts on a certain creative midfield player that Arsenal have within their ranks. He currently earns around about 350 grand a week, if you're to believe the reports. Um, Niall, what's your take on the Mesut Ozil situation? Because, again, I'm torn because I, I really do back Mikel Arteta. I really do believe in what he's trying to do. However, when I watch a team that are crying out for creativity every single week, I do struggle to understand how he's at least not good enough to be on the substitutes bench. Do you agree with that? Or do you think he's just almost a, a, he's hanging around the club like a bad smell and we just need to get rid? To be honest, I think we'll only we'll only know the true story uh, once he's left the club. It could be two years from now. It could be three years from now. But the fact that Unai Emery was so keen to to get rid, uh, Freddie didn't seem to like him. Arteta is starting a brand new project where he talks a lot about changing the culture of the club, the mentality of the club, reconnecting with our values, uh, you know, building something moving forward. Think about it is we're trying to bring through young players. We're trying to bring through Joe Willock, Saka, Martinelli, all these players. They, they need to have role models, they need to have leaders, they need to have positive influences in the dressing room. Uh, and I think that goes above what he could potentially do uh, sometimes, because it is only potentially, uh, and his powers are on the decline. And personally, uh, you know, I'd pack him up and, and send him off. And, uh, you know, I usually admire what he's done in the world of football. It's absolutely unbelievable. But... Uh, I think he just came to a point where he had just won everything. He won the World Cup. He was Germany's best player for three three or four years in a row. He's won Champions League. He won it all. And he's just not hungry for any further success. Um, and it's such a shame because, obviously, as an Arsenal supporter, I wish he was you know, consistently showing off his fantastic array of skills. But, you know, no, no player is, is bigger than the club. And I think... His time has come to an end. Um, and to be honest, financially, he's really holding us back because he's, he's on an astronomical uh, contract. Uh, and while I don't, you know, uh, wish any bad on him or anything, I think it would be in the, the best interest of both parties if we were able to cut ties uh, this summer and then bring in uh, new blood that would, that would bring about uh, an, an increased creativity in the, in the team because... You know, if you look through all the stats, we're not creating enough chances. We're not on the front foot enough. Uh, we're struggling against teams that play a low block. But do I think Mesut Ozil is the answer? Uh, no, um, not in the short term and certainly not in the long term. Brilliant stuff. Matt, just uh, let's, your take. Would you bin him? Would you keep him? What would you do? I'm torn. I'm torn on Ozil. On, on I think that, I, I, I think that this decision isn't, Arteta's. I think this is taken above Arteta because, you know, what Arteta's done to transform Mustafi and Xhaka that 12 months ago, people were saying, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get rid of them for free. And now we're, we're, we're worried that we don't have Mustafi in the, 
in the FA Cup final. I, I just, I, I, I can't believe that Arteta couldn't, he can improve all of our squad, and he, but he can't improve Mesut Ozil. I think that we're, we're crying out for creativity, midfield creativity, and Mesut Ozil is that. I just, I, I, I don't believe that Arteta in no way could get something from, from Ozil. I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to get what we did in, you know, uh, 2016, uh, you know, 20 assists a, a season, but we can't get, Arteta can't get a 7 out of 10 from Ozil. Because get a seven out of ten from Ozil would be more creative, more creative than our entire midfield. Yeah, I, I, I share your sentiment. It's a hard one because you also don't want to allow somebody to get away with taking the piss, and mm. it feels like that is what he's doing in in some aspect. You know, it feels like he's not interested. It feels like he's playing games with some of his social media stuff. You know. He, the, the official word is he's got a back problem and then he's going on Twitter and saying, I'm ready. And it's, it feels like a massive game. And in that sense, I understand why Mikel Arteta wants to cut it. But there is a footballing case, isn't there, that he could provide something. that this I thought Bellerin sparked the comments, but this has really sparked the comments off. So we're going to finish off by going through some of these. Omar says, don't get me started on that fraud. The sooner he leaves, the better. Marble Hall's TV says the German dude with the Turkish surname, get rid of him. He won't contribute. Inter Yanan says Ozil is the most overrated player I've ever seen. Uh, Danny, the GFP from a Burkamp Wonderland. Do go over and check out the Burkamp Wonderland podcast. It's one of the very best out there. Check them out. Uh, Danny says Ozil can get in the fucking sea. Yes, I'm going to say it, even though you asterisked it out. Um, <laughs> what else have we got here? Um... Matthew D'Souza says, no, not another discussion on Ozil. When will it end? I don't think it will end, mate. As long as Arsenal aren't creating chances regularly and he's just hanging around collecting his money, I think it'll always be a talking point. Um, he's not going this summer. Yeah, he's agreed. We, we, can't, we can't get rid of him. So I think we as fans need to accept he's still going to be here next week and next season. Agreed. Completely agree. Uh, Kartik says, binning Ozil was bigger than signing Oba for a new deal. Um, Tommy O'Donoghue says, Ozil has to go. It's a fucking joke. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Big Gunner D says, I'd take 500k for Ozil. He wouldn't fall in Niall's sellable assets category, then that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? I've just scrolled and missed a half of them. Bloody hell. Um, God, there's so many, so many coming in about Ozil. Um, Anonymous T says, every fan is on Ozil's back because of his wage and he keep us back, really. Our owner is a flipping billionaire. So, yeah, what he's saying is he's not necessarily the, the only reason we're being held back. Uh, Barry Sacconi says, please no more talk on Mr. Fortnite, Harry. Um... Dean says, Ozil was voted best German player, but could never hold a candle to the leadership and skill of Schweinsteiger and Kroos. Interesting comment. Can I just come in there, Harry? I, I would agree with, uh, may not be able to hold a candle in terms of leadership, but in terms of skill, uh, I would say Ozil was absolutely world-class, uh, not just for a year, not just for two years, over a prolonged period. I thought he was fantastic for Real Madrid, fantastic for Germany. Uh, and I don't think you win, you know, Germany's best player four years in a row without being at the absolute top of your game. So 
while I respect everything that he has done uh, in the game, I think he was absolute gem of a player. But I think the time is is now to move him on. Agreed. But I don't think we will. <laughs> we no, will be I, don't, I don't either. Jonas, you could tell he's an Ozil fan by his profile picture. Loved Ozil at the club, but his era is finished. And I would replace him with a younger and hungry uh, more hungry, sorry, creative midfielder. Um, right. Listen, that brings us to the, the end of it. We've gone over the 45 minutes already. Thank you all for your incredible interaction. My thank you to Matt. My thank you to Niall for joining me. And we hope to speak to you guys again very soon. Um, thank you to Graham as well. Unfortunately, Graham had some uh, technical issues, so he had to drop I don't know off. What going to do about, about um, Mustafi? Was he going to sell him? Was he not going to I know, Will. We'll have to save it for next week. We'll have to get yeah. Graham back on next week and get his take on that. A uh, big thank you to Pat as well, who joined us earlier on in the show. Thank you all so much. Love these interactive episodes. Really, really good and great to answer some of your questions and get your thoughts on all the subjects as well. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Smash the like button. It really, really helps as well. And we're going to be back in around about five minutes with this week's edition of the social club i'll be joined by the usual panel for that there's back-to-back -back stuff we'll be back in just a few minutes cheers <laughs>